Hello and welcome to the Growing in the Green Industry podcast. I'm your host, Eric Weishar, and this is episode three of 2021. In this episode, I want to draw a correlation between a startup mindset and sales. So I've been thinking about this concept, and it really came to a front when I was reading an article, I think it was an entrepreneur on their website or their Twitter feed, whatever it was, about startups and um, having a startup mindset and raising money and things like that. And this concept kind of came into my mind about how a startup, you know, you always read about these big tech startups and all the money they raise and based on the amount of money raised and the percentage of the company given for the money raised, it it creates a valuation for the company. And I've always, you know, I've long lamented that as phantom valuation because a lot of these companies are very, very early stage. They're just conceptual, really. Um, they haven't really sold anything. They don't have a customer base. There's not a whole lot there to these companies. And I understand that that's how the startup world generally works. Um, you may have a company that you're or a concept and you want to get it going and off the ground and therefore you need to raise money. And that's all fine. But I've always lamented the fact that they were put front and center in you know, in magazines and on websites and, and put up on a pedestal, so to speak, as something to shoot for. And so isn't it wonderful how this 22-year-old started this, quote, company out of their basement that's now worth $5 billion? The thing is, I've started thinking about this a little bit deeper. And one of the concepts that I've sort of come to realize is that they are basically no different than anyone else. And it's really sort of an artist slash creator concept. And here's what I mean by that, and this is going to get a little bit deep and philosophical, but what I mean by that is, so when you're starting a company, you're, you're wanting to create something, you have an idea, you have a, whether it's a technology-based idea, or it is just a regular old, you know, what I would call a blue-collar company, like an electrician or a landscaper, you have this idea and you want to create something. You want to create a company or a product or a service which is unique in its industry. And it's really no different than an artist, someone who composes a piece of music or somebody that creates a painting or a sculpture, whatever the case may be. They're wanting to create something unique in that space, something that they, in their mind, have conceptualized. The problem is, unlike an artist, a piece of music you can create fairly easily you you have an instrument or a, or a set of instruments or perhaps you just use garage band or whatever it is but the barrier to entry to create a piece of music or a painting is very very low there's very little cost involved now the upside is is enormous if somebody really really enjoys that piece of music or it you know that piece of art they may purchase the piece of art or you may sell that piece of music on SoundCloud or other places and all of a sudden you're making a lot of money off of it it's a little bit different with a building a company in that you need a lot of cash and you need a lot of resources in order to build that company. But the concept or the premise of it is still the same. You want to create something unique in that space. So 
what happens is you have to sell. You have to raise money. And there's many ways to raise money. You can go out on the you know, on the tour and hit up angel investors and, and VC capitalists and things like that. You can try to raise money, um, you know, the tr- in the sort of traditional sense, I guess, in the startup world. You can go to an incubator, an accelerator. You can, there's many paths to, quote, raising money. And you can do that at various stages within the process of building the company. So you have angel investors that give you your seed capital and then you move on to raise more money, and then you just keep raising money as you're building this company. And it doesn't always work. Um, and those are the you know you you just look at Theranos and the and the train wreck that that became. So I think that it gets a bad rap. You know, venture capitalists and, and especially tech startups get a bad rap because there's so much of it happening and so many players in the market, and there's so much capital wanting to get into that market that you end up with um, you end up with some people that don't really have a good concept, don't have a good, good business plan, and it ends up failing. And so, you know, you hear about them because they're spectacular fails. But it really happens every day. Uh, there's people that start companies that don't make it two, three years, that don't make it five years, that don't make it two months, um, whether it's a small donut shop uh, or a painting company. But the thing is, in order to build the company, you need cash because you need to buy equipment, you need to buy, you need to hire employees, you need to buy, you know, you know, tools, things like that. And with a startup is sort of the same, you got to hire people to do to create the software, so on and so forth. So cash is needed. Now, there's a few ways that you can, you can get cash. The first is to raise money, like I mentioned, the second is to sell things. And so you get customers, you take those first customers and you sell something to them, whether it's a service or a product and they purchase it. And then you take that money and then you turn it around and you reinvest it into the company and you continue to grow. That can be a very, very slow process, but it is a way to do it. And I started thinking about that. And I started thinking about how I got started out in the industry, which is I was, I came from the very, very bottom. I was a temporary laborer, worked through a temp service. I dug holes day in and day out. And I worked my way up to be a technician and then a foreman. I eventually went back to school, got a degree in landscape design. And I thought, that's my ticket. I'm going to go be a designer because that's what I really wanted to do. I wanted to create. I wanted to design really cool spaces. Well, it took many years longer than I thought. I ended up working as a foreman for several years, trying to get into the, into the design space, get into the office, so to speak. And that's probably a, a, a story in a, that I'll explore in a, in a later episode. But anyway, once I eventually did, in my mind, I thought, okay, I'm, I, my goal is to design really, really cool stuff. And I just need to get somebody, I need to get whoever this person is that I'm presenting it to, to buy into it so I can build it. Because I want to see it come to life. I want to see this creation that I have on paper in reality, and I want to present it to the world. And so I sold it. That was my goal. And, and I would walk people through the process. I would show them exactly what went into it. I, I would explain the design and what I was thinking. And they bought into it. And I was, I'll say, massively successful at it. Um, I outsold the 10-year veteran at the company that I worked at in my first year there. And I continued to do better and better and better. As I went along, eventually I started my own company. The concept, though, is that I needed the capital 
in order to get my creation to come to life. And it's, it's basically no different than when you are starting a company or operating a company. You're building this thing and you want to see it come to life and therefore you need, you need cash and you need capital. So I think there's a real direct correlation between, quote, founders and startups that are raising money and people that are selling their services or their goods, whether it's online or in person, whatever, whatever the case may be. There's really no difference there. But in both instances, and again, there are, there are outliers and there's maybe bad actors um, in any space, but in general, in both cases, the person that's looking to create something, whether it is a company, whether it is a piece of software, whatever it is, needs to sell that idea to somebody to get them to pay so that they can build it. And once that customer or that venture capitalist or that angel investor ponies up the cash, that creator goes to work and builds what it is they wanted to build. And so I've sort of come full circle. I really, I really don't lament the fact that these people are getting tens and hundreds of millions of dollars to do whatever it is that they're proposing they want to do. Because I'm, I'm resigning myself to the fact that they are, they're essentially no different than me or, or no different than I was when I was in my 20s. They're just dealing with larger numbers and they're getting a lot more airtime for it. But at the end of the day, anyone who is an entrepreneur has a desire to create something. They have a desire to build something. And it's very easy to get bogged down in the minutia of the day-to-day of the cash flow requirements, of the financial aspects of the company, of the personnel issues, of the problems that pop up with whatever it is you're building or whatever service you're, you're providing. It's very easy to get caught up in that and to think about how, well, this person over here that I just read on Entrepreneur Magazine is getting $10 million and their company is worth you know, $2.1 billion. Yeah, but at the end of the day, they're really no different than I am in that they're really just trying to build something, to create something uh, just at a larger scale than I am. And so there is a bit of a kinship there. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, Thanks for checking it out and we'll talk to you soon.